is the Jose Show. Jose Show. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Jose Show. Today, I have a very special guest celebrity with me. He's been in movies, TV, and he is also the fake president. I would like to introduce John D. Domenico. John, thank you and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be on, Jose, and I look forward to your co-host, Jose B. Jose A and Jose B. I'm looking forward. That is awesome, Mr. President. Uh, yeah, hey, my, great, great to have, great to be on your show, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you being, um, you know, my fan page, following me and supporting me. It's we're in a different time now. We have exactly. to have a lot of support from everybody. Yes. <laughs> well, well, you know, it's funny. Um, when I was watching, because I, I was, I watched the Meet the Spartans where you did the uh, Spidey. You're fired. Yeah, that, that was, was awesome. 2008. Yes, that was way before this. Way before, because I've been doing Trump since 2000. So the funny thing is. When you were doing Trump that long, and obviously, uh, before we get to that, I'm going ahead. You were born in Ambler, Pennsylvania on November 4th, 1962. So you're young. Oh, I'm a youngster. Yeah. So how I look you... a lot. I look a lot younger than I actually. Uh, you still look, you still look perfect. Uh, I, when I get your age, I'm 40. Well preserved. Uh, well preserved. So what made you want to get into showbiz acting a uh, comedian? Well, not, well, I grew up in a, I grew up in right outside of Philadelphia, a town called Ambler, which you mentioned. Uh-huh. And um, I had a um, se- severe speech impediment as a child. But for some reason, when I did voices, you know, voices of the day, James Cagney, Ed Sullivan, Humphrey Bogart, all those guys, you know, late six impersonators were doing. When I did those voices, um, I didn't have the impediment. And that was one thing. And the second thing, my neighbors used to sit out and they would sit out on their little steps and or on their little tiny patios out front. And I, as this five-year-old precocious kid, would watch, you know, uh, Frank Gorshin or David Fry and Sullivan. And I would just come out and regurgitate the act, which they thought was hilarious. That Amazing. this very precocious, funny kid was doing material. So, so I got a lot of affirmation from that. And I loved the applause. And I loved making people laugh. And that became kind of a lifetime. Then when I got into first grade, the school where I went, where I went to school was second high school. Um, they, uh, they had a, they, you know, had a speech pathologist run a test on me and I got diagnosed. And then I ate each therapy two times a week during the, wow. so during that time I was still doing voices and still loving comedy and being a kid and telling jokes and all that kind of stuff. And then started doing theater. But one of the things the speech, the learning to speak correctly through the speech therapy was I learned a lot about the mechanics of speech about nasal placement and throat placement and actual vocal production in the mouth and wow. where you can the back of here or is it here and all these little things that I ended up using to learn how to do different voices, baby. Yeah. But doing <laughs> Austin Bowers, baby. <laughs> wow, that that is just amazing. You know, um, as I look back on comedians uh that are no longer with us. I think if I had to compare you with a comedian, because like you said, in today's society with all this panic going on, the COVID and all that stuff, people need a, a break from reality and get to laugh because laughter is the best medicine. Oh, you sure. kind of remind me of Jerry Lewis because- Wow, that's high praise. He that's, did a movie- like the highest compliment. See, he did a movie called uh, Seven Times Nuttier. It's, uh, it's called The Family Jewels, and he played seven characters yes. in this movie- and as I was looking on your website, from what I counted, unless you have more, you have 38 different characters that yeah. you do. Yeah. 
And you know, it's so funny you mentioned that particular film because that was based on an English film. And I remember seeing both and thinking, that's what I want to do. I want to, I want to play all the characters. I want to do all the characters. That, that's one of the things. In fact, I just, um, I have a commercial that I did that I got an Emmy nominee um, where I played Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, Dr. Phil, uh, Guy Fieri, other character. But it was so great that I got to be all the, oh, and Trump. I got to be all the characters <laughs> in one commercial because I, I love working with other performers, but I love being able to stretch myself and be do all this difference. Now, that's amazing. You did all those characters. And I've always wondered because like Eddie Murphy done has done a lot of characters in one movie. Do you get actually get paid for each character because it's no, you get paid by the day. Okay. Yeah, you get you wouldn't that be great <laughs> negotiated individual contract. So I, I listened to the Austin Powers, the Guy Fieri, Jay Leno, the Crocodile Hunter. I mean, my goodness, you're so versatile. The only person that I can do is, um, oh, let me tell you something. I got Hillary and, and Monica behind me right now, and that's it. Bill Clinton. Well, here's the thing about Bill Clinton. Hey, he, one of, I always research who I'm doing. Yeah. So Bill Clinton never took a class on public speaking. So what he does is he talks and talks and talks until he empties his lungs out. So he's pushing the sound out. That's why his throat <laughs> always sounds so dry. Good to see you, Howard. You know, <laughs> so you have to take the Arkansas accent and then take the, the speech elements, which is he em empties his lungs. Makes sense. He's totally out of breath. His throat is very, very dry. And that's how you get the voice for Bill Clinton. Hey, and if uh, you're doing something like Obama, you've got to slow down and then uh, speed up because he's got a little bit of that Chicago in his voice. He's got that Chicago. He's got that hard onset. So you got to you got to punch that, too. You know, when you know where someone's from yeah. and how they're actually producing the sound, it makes a big difference. There's someone like Jay Leno, which I which I he's perfect for me because, you know, the thing with Jay Leno is he has a speech impediment. So, hey, yes. how you doing? Good to see you. How are you? And he does one thing where he goes really high. And then he goes, hey, guys, how you doing? So he goes really high and he goes really low. And he got that speech impediment thing. You know what I mean? Like Rudy Giuliani. When Rudy Giuliani speaks, he's got a speech impediment. And it's 9-11. Uh, so it's the way he talks is very New York, but with that speech impediment. <laughs> Man, I tell you, that is just amazing. Um. My goodness. Now, I was watching uh, yesterday, uh, there was a competition where uh, you were actually crowned the best Trump impersonator. And as they were showing the, the different Trump impersonators, you look the best yeah. and you sound like him. Some of the other ones, eh, but you, you have the best voice. Yeah, I won the Nationals on ABC The View, and then I won the Internationals in Los Angeles. Um, and, you know, we had people from all over. We had an Iranian Trump. We had a Mexican Trump. But, you know, the uh -huh. thing is, I'm very lucky in that I've just been doing Trump a really long time. And also, I've been following Trump since about 1985. Oh, wow. I amazing. started working for him in the late 80s. Because no I way. worked on his properties. I did his 55th birthday. I co-hosted his 55th birthday at Trump Marina, which later became Trump Castle. Uh, uh, I did that as Austin Powers, so I got to meet him then and had a little more time with him. Oh, and then amazing. I did some other jobs for him over the years where I had to apply my, when he was on. So I kind of, um, you know, everything comes down to the 10,000 hours. I'm sure you've heard of that thing. Well, I've been very lucky. I had my 10,000 hours in long before he announced. And the thing was, once he announced, all these people ran to do him. And he has a very nuanced voice because when you listen to Trump, 
There's so many different things. There's the throat placement, which is a little gravelly, not too much. There's the Northeast United States, the nasality, which you have to have. You have to have. Then you've got this very, very interesting over-enunciation on certain words, certain words, not all words. Then there's a little bit of New York on certain <laughs> words. And then he's got that very unusual cadence, I have to tell you. I have to tell you. Then he does this thing where he goes very tensential, and then he comments on himself. They'll never be able to climb that wall. They'll never be, well, maybe with a ladder. Maybe with a ladder. <laughs> so he's got a lot of, there's a lot of components to his voice and he's always adding components too which is highly unusual for anybody but especially for somebody in his 70s remember during the the last election cycle it'd be like you know the, the way they're doing it you know hillary's they're making the emails disappear bing bong bong bing bing bong bing remember that he yes. stopped doing that all of a sudden it came out of nowhere and then he stopped doing it and then around uh the time that he was doing the um the debates with hillary he added this well that's you're a puppet you're a puppet and then all of a sudden the sniffing came in. So you're always looking for these nuances in he, he's always changing the way he speaks. He's always uh, consciously reinventing. And like in the last week, because of Regeneron and the Dexamethasone uh -huh. or whatever it is. Yeah, Dexamethasone. He was very, very high. He was very like, he was almost manic. He was like, hello, everybody. Wow, this was incredible. I've got lead in my pencil and wind in my hair. I feel incredible. Really, really amazing. 20 years younger. 20 years after. So yeah, he's um he's unusual in that he's always changing. And someone like, you know, Dr. Evil, hello, Scott, you're just not evil enough. You're quasi-evil. You're semi-evil. <laughs> you're the three, three, three of evil, half evil. You know, it's it's pretty distant. But with Trump, it's this always changing kind constantly. of thing. You know, even um like uh, Mike Pence is very staid in the way he speaks. And uh, I just want to thank President Trump for incredible leadership uh, over these last few months during the uh, COVID thing. You know, he's very consistent. Trump yeah. is- He's all over the board. Fascinating. He's, yeah, he's fascinating, amorphous kind of personality, you know, right in front of your eyes. Now I had read where um, once uh, Trump got elected president, uh, basically your character kind of soared and you did like 250 interviews was it I, in a year? I did almost 300 interviews in, well, like I did, I did, I did three alone in well, the Washington Post, New York Times. I did six here in the paper in Las Vegas. Wow. Uh, I was on um, Today Show in Australia 10 times. Um, I'm going back next week for an appearance. Uh, so all these things, there's a show, the number one morning show in Britain is called This Morning. I did six appearances on that and I actually flew over to do one of the, and Amazing. then I just did a slew of, I actually lost track of the print ones. But this week alone, I did one for The Sun in uh, London. I did one for the, the Times of London, a metro of the entire country. So that's just in one week at three. Gosh. So that's this week. I mean, during the run-up to the election, it was just nonstop. My publicist would say, you've got three interviews today. Yeah, and see, I, I feel honored that you're doing my show because I'm not a famous person. I don't even have a thousand downloads yet. I'm almost there. But um, I tried to interview one celebrity and his uh, publicist, well, wait till you have more people under your belt. Well, how can I get more people if you don't allow me to interview uh, the actor, the celebrity? Right. And, you know, I, I feel honored that you're on my show. I mean, I, f I feel special. And I was nervous uh, right before you got on because I'm like, man, I got I to gotta make sure I do this right. You know, oh, my goodness. Well, you know, the thing is, it, 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 everything's different now and everything's yeah. more grassroots. And you could you could literally take off. Do you know what I mean? I think we all just have to help each other 
uh, at this time, and not just because of COVID, but just because that everything's different now. Everything's been democratized because of podcasts yes. and like that. And and people are and people are wonderful to me, and they say I'm a celebrity, but I'm just you know I'm just a I'm a comedian. I'm yes. like coming to your town performing, and you do the local radio, and you do the local this and the local that, and I have no idea who's going to hear you. Do you know what I mean? It's it's exactly. one of these things where, and it's also. You know, the more podcasts that you do, the more interviews you do, you get better. The more I do, I get better. So exactly. it's one of these things where I, you know, everybody's equal in my eyes. It's great to be on international television, to be on <laughs> Piers, Piers Morgan, which I've done. It's, yes. I've done, I've been on uh, Stern now three times. Uh, they're, they're wonderful, wonderful things, but you know, you're, you're hemmed in time frame. This is much nicer. It's more intimate. We get to talk a little longer. You get to know yes. a little more. Now, um, since you're doing I'm so fascinating, you're fascinating. You're fascinating. Now, when you go out in public and you're dressed as Trump, um, because I'm a Trump supporter myself and, and, you know, I'm not one of those ones. Well, if you don't like Trump, I'm going to be mean because that's just not the way I was raised. Um, yeah. I, and I think that's great. I think for, that's great. I think for we the, all, everybody needs to kind of get to that point. It's kind exactly. Of that now, crazy. when you go when you go out in front of, in the public and a Trump supporter sees you as Trump, do they think that? you're being mean or you're making fun of them or do they see? Well, here, I'll give you a perfect example. And I was just explaining this. There's this, you know, we're, everybody's on a continuum. Okay. So you've got anti-Trump people. Well, anti-Trump people on this. Why did I just backwards? Um, anyway, <laughs> so on the right, this is the right. Yeah. You've got the pro-Trump people and 99% of those people. And I've been to a number of Trump rallies as Trump. I, you know, and I show up with my entourage, and we have a blast and people get it and they want photos. And then there's always a couple of people. It's like less than 1% like, you're mocking the president. You know, you get that kind of thing. Like they take ownership and they're codependent. Like they personally know Trump. And that, that you, you have that. And, you, and then conversely, you have it on the left. You have people who, because I become an avatar for Trump on both sides. So mm -hmm. on the on the right, most people totally get it. They love getting a photo with me. And I'm very respectful because, you know, my job as a performer, I'm not I'm not here to give a political commentary or to share my views. Exactly. With you. My job is to do the best, most humorous, satirical person that I can. And, you know, when I started, I started on Fox I and mean, 50 appearances on Fox on Red Eye. Oh and I had to be I had to be vetted by Roger Ailes and that whole corporate structure. And then and within like, I don't know, 10, 15 appearance, I got picked up by Conan, which is totally the opposite. It was dope. But I didn't really change what I did because I'm not a, I'm about entertaining entire audience, everybody. I don't want to alienate anybody. No one does that. I don't think so. But on the left, then you have the people who get it. And I'm I'm satirizing Trump. But then you get the people like you're making you're making him palatable. You're making people like him. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> both ends. Calm down. But the overwhelming majority of on both sides get what I'm doing. I'm not I don't cool. I'm not making a mockery of him. I'm not trying to enhance him. I'm just trying to do what I do as a find the humor in this very unusual time in history now now does president trump has he actually listened to your videos that you do quite frequently i mean oh yeah he, he does i know that for a fact because kelly and um conway told me and a movie that i just supplied his voice for for dinesh d'souza trump retweeted yeah yesterday and I supplied his voice from the time he was in his 30s, 40s, and his 70s. That, that, so he's, 
he's giving me the thumbs up because <laughs> it's my voice doing his voice in the film, which he put. You can go, you know, go to his Twitter account. You'll see it. I'll have it's to look that up. Fun. Now, living living in Vegas. Now, do you actually? I know you're very busy because you have interviews and you do corporate events. Um, in Vegas, do you actually like uh, go to a hotel and do a show at a hotel? Or I did. I, I had a show here at the Sahara. Um, last year that ran about six months, which was great. And that's, you know, that's a great forum because it's a public, you know, people buy tickets at forum and I would have yeah. pro Trump people up. I, I had a, it was a, kind of like a variety show, but in the, in the middle of that show was my bit where I did a 12 minute stand up as Trump. And then I sang it. Of course it's Las Vegas. Yeah. Everybody sings. So I did a bit like that. And I was really gratified that pro Trump people would come up after the show and go, we're from Minnesota and we love Trump. And that was great. Um, <laughs> Or they would come up five seconds later and go, hey, we're from San Francisco. We can't stand Trump, but that was great. So if you can entertain <laughs> both sides. That's you know, good. But yeah, now, that's good. Do you ever come to Florida or when's the last time you've been yeah, to Florida? You know, it, was, it was really funny. I used to be in Florida a lot. I, obviously, during COVID, travels were restricted. But yeah. I used to be in Orlando all the time or in Tampa every now and then. Um, Hollywood, Florida, and then Jacksonville. They seem to be the best, but I've actually performed at the um, Trump's Doral. I did that. The man, if you ever come back, because I live in Lakeland, which is in between Orlando and Tampa. Man, if you ever come come this way again, I would love to like meet you and and uh, oh, go yeah, out to dinner. Uh, go out to dinner with uh, my wife and all that stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be great to be. You know, it, a it'd be great to just travel again. Uh, B yeah. it'd be great to get back to you. I'd love to. You know, one of the things I was working on for the longest time was trying to put like a one-man show or like a very small cast, kind of like a Trump, like a 90-minute comedy, little comedy, have have the other characters play multiple characters, have some video element. It, it's tough. It's Now it's impossible. So we'll have to see, um, it, you know, if he wins the next the election next round. Eight years, eight, eight years, years, and then 12 years, and then 25 <laughs> years. President for life. President I hope. For life. I hope not. Trust me. I mean... <laughs> Four to eight is enough. I don't think I could stand seeing him in there any much longer because don't get me wrong. I like him, but sometimes my wife doesn't like his little hand gestures that he does all the time. But now um, going into the future, um, are you going to develop any other characters? Because, I mean, you already got 38. Do you do more than 38? If we um, were... Yeah, I mean, I'm always looking for, you know, I'm 57. I'm going to be 50. So, uh, if, you know, if you look at a corporate audience or actually – you know, any audience, an audience that's going to go to a cop, let's say they're in, um, when I was a kid, the cultural history of the United States went back to the turn of the century. I loved Charlie Chaplin. I loved Buster yes. Keaton. I loved um, W. Fields. I mean, these were silent era people. But now in this country, right now in this country and in the world, pretty much the cultural history is like two weeks old. So unless you're doing somebody really, uh, it's much tougher and I need to, I need, I, what I'd love to do is do newer people, but ironically, and I'm very lucky I do Trump, but Trump is kind of sucking ox out of pop culture, everything. Yes. All the news, all the comedy is Trump. All of this is Trump. It's very hard for anyone to um, bubble up and be, you know, unless you're a Kardashian, but even that is a very <laughs> segmented part of the yeah. population. And, you know, and we as a, as the United States are very fractionalized along not just political law, but along like things that we like, because you got, I know people honestly who just watch, you know, my buddies who just watch ESPN, even though sports are kind of screwed up. People yeah. are very kind of segmented and fractional what they, uh, what they take in with. So the one good thing about Trump is he is kind of overarching on everything, but conversely, 
we don't have a lot of big like these stars. When I was a kid, like I said before, like Humphrey Bogart, you know, listen, you know, he had a very distinct personality. He, <laughs> he was his personality. And then James Cagney and Henry Fonda and Jimmy Stewart. A lot of the movie stars now are much more middle of the road, kind of milk toast kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it's harder to do an, an impression of them that's kind of that'll kind of people that'll grab on get will have a who have a, a catch line you know someone like um that's why someone like dr phil is great he's still on tv what <laughs> were you thinking you know he's on tv every day people know who he is so that you want to you want the audience to at least to have a recognition factor of like 50 percent of who you're doing there's lots of people you can do but a lot of people don't know who they are because they're just they're on the fishing channel you know <laughs> what I mean? like he's the big personality on the golf channel so I'm always looking for that next impersonation. And, and I've been toying with Rudy Giuliani, but like Rudy's in his sixties, almost 70s. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it'd be nice to find somebody a little, a little Younger. young, you know, and people are asking me if I'm going to do Biden, but it's like, I'd have to lose like 30 pounds, you know, and he's 78. Wow. He's getting really old. Sleepy Joe, sleepy, sleepy Joe. Joe. Now, I let used me to call you. him sloppy Joe, but then I get hungry. So I call him sleepy Joe. <laughs> I love sloppy jokes. Now, um, your set that you have, the Oval Office and the press room, um, it, I think you had told me one time that's actually in your house? Well, the the press room, we built a replica of the press room that is um, bigger than half scale. It's, um, it, it's pretty, it's almost the same exact size as the real press room stage. And we have the, the velvet curtains and the columns. And I had a, a bought a lectern and had the presidential seal on it. It's not exact. But it's uh, the lectern's not exact, but um, the real lectern's like six grand. So I'm like, I'm not buying it. No. <laughs> but oh, I had the uh, White House press room sign fabricated by a fabricator here in town. Oh, amazing. So, and I got the flag. So I'm, I try to make it as, as, as close as possible. That's cool. Well, before I let you go, um, I just want to know if you have any final words. And w- once you do your final words, actually, it would be nice if you do it in your Trump voice. Then uh, plug your uh, any of the sites that you have, your website, your Facebook, uh, your Twitter, and uh, then I will pick up from there. All right. So do this, Trump. You want to do this, Trump? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, you can find me on Twitter at JohnnyD23. And you can find me on Instagram at the Johnny D Show. That's the Johnny D Show. Also on Facebook, you can find me at John D Domenico Comedy, and on YouTube, John D Domenico Comedy. I have sixty thousand followers on YouTube. I'm posting new material all of the time, especially on the run up to the election. I'm on TikTok. TikTok, very popular, very popular. Chinese people, not so great. But then again, that's the Johnny D show on there too. Many, many people are following me. I'm putting out new content all the time. But YouTube's a place where I post it. So it's John D. Domenico Comedy. Go there, subscribe, like my videos. You'll have a trip. Amazing. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening to, listening to this episode uh, podcast. And if anybody would like to reach me by email, email the Jose Show at gmx.com. On Twitter, at Jose Roldan Jr. And I'll spell that, J-O-S-E. R-O-L-D-A-N Jr. If you go to Facebook, do a search for The Jose Show. I have a page and I have a group and I have hardly anybody there. So please join. <laughs> join. It's, a, it's an executive order. Join Jose's group. <laughs> Thanks. And I'd like to thank John D. Domenico for being on the show, the fake Trump. 
Oh, and one thing I forgot to tell you, uh, congratulations for being on the Los Angeles cover. Oh, hold on. Los Angeles Magazine. Yeah, I got to get one of those. Over one million subscribers. They're all seeing me. You got to have to send, if you got if, if you got an extra one, send me a copy of that. I'll send you my address. Yeah, you can get it. You can go online. Go to losangelesmagazine.com. Okay. It's all there. All the photos are there. It's actually in that line. Well, I got I got to get an autograph one. I like that better. But Good John, idea. thank you for being on the show, and I, I appreciate you taking the time uh, to be on the show. I mean, it's it's amazing, and hopefully we can do it again sometime. Maybe absolutely. After the election. But uh, you have a good day, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jose. I'll You're talk welcome. to you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The Jose Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And see you next time on The Jose Show. <laughs>